if my cup is empty, then I'm expecting the other person to fill it maybe. But going into that situation with a full cup, full of who God says I am and of his love for me, then I think I'm much more able to handle that situation with grace and maturity. Welcome back to Restoration Matters, where we have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others. I'm Nick Raymer, joined by Jen Thompson, Scott Lumpkin, Craig Thompson. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. You didn't do it. I was worried that everyone would be weirded out. All right. <laughs> so the, the idea was Nick was going to say, this is Restoration Matters, yeah. instead of welcome back. Well, Give it a sense of urgency. The whole 2020 thing threw me off. Oh, yeah. I didn't feel like it. 2020. Like the pandemic yeah. threw you off? No. <laughs> no like I I'm, was going to do it, but COVID. <laughs> COVID really threw me for a loop. This is. This is Restoration Matters. Restoration Matters. Yeah, it's too much. All right. We're not that serious. Okay. Anyways, today we're talking about things. What are we talking about? We're talking about restoration, restorative things. Oh, great. That clears News it up. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking today about invitations and our expectations around invitations and the association between our <laughs> expectation and invitation. That's exactly right, Scott. I'm confused. <laughs> I was rhyming. There was a lot of words, big words that ended in shin shin. So basically what we are, what we're going to talk through today is, is when we, when we um, invite someone to something, whether it's an invitation to, uh, to go do something or whether it's an invitation to have a difficult conversation, that that inherently there are expectations around, you know, making that invitation to that person. So you you might be in a relationship with somebody where you feel like, okay, I can invite them, but they always say no. So I just have to be ready for that. And then you invite that person and they say no, and they've confirmed your expectations. So um, we're just, we're trying to kind of dive into that and discuss how our, how we can manage our expectations around inviting people to either, like we said, had conversations that need to be had or, um, or go do something that might breathe life into a relationship that, that needs something new. And I think that that can be a really vulnerable moment because, you don't know what that other person is thinking. You don't know necessarily if this is a one-sided feeling. You know, maybe that person has no idea that there's been an issue or or some some sort of damage, but you do, and so you want to talk about it. And so it can be an anxious moment to to broach that subject and to say, "Hey, um, can we talk about something?" Or, "Hey, there's been something that's been on my mind or that's been bothering me that I want to talk about." Yeah, I think also of um, maybe the ways which we open a door or ha- or extend an invite that aren't so direct, you know, not as direct as can we have a conversation, but the one that always comes to mind for me is if you've gotten into an argument with somebody or some somebody's been hurt and, or there's been strife, is kind of extending an invitation by um, by extending an apology or extending kind of remorse and say like, hey, I... You know, I'm I'm still really bummed about how that went down, and I feel like I got frustrated. Mm. Um, I'm really sorry about that. That can kind of be. There's a lot of dangers to this. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but that can often be a way that we're tempted to extend an invite 
with yeah. a lot of expectation. Yeah. Um, and then we say, you know, say, I'm really sorry about how that went down. You're kind of expecting that the person will reciprocate and it'll lead into a good conversation. Yeah. But maybe they just say, thanks. Yeah. I forgive you. <laughs> and then doors closed. You know? Yeah. That's, that's good. So kind of a, pa- that passive invitation too, where it's, yeah. where, where there's a, you're, you are opening a door and even maybe trying to lead by example, but you have an expectation that that person's going to follow along. Yeah. And then if they don't, it's a big letdown and it can almost create more damage in the relationship because then I can't believe they didn't reciprocate and they didn't apologize too. And now that can, that can entrench, you know, feelings of, of resentment. So it seems like what's helpful in those situations is to acknowledge that you are going to have an expectation. Cause I think that sometimes when, like I know for me, if I apologize, I just, I, I'm not necessarily thinking all the way through. Mm. I'm not thinking all the way through it. So I'm not necessarily thinking like, oh, they're definitely going to go along with this or, oh, they're not. I'm just kind of stuck in my feelings. And so I think that what we're saying here is that it's really helpful to acknowledge, think, think a step further than just your invitation, whether it's an apology or an actual invitation to talk or to do something, think a step further past it and anticipate how you'll feel at either response, you know, at a range of responses and try to extend that invitation without a great expectation. Mm -hmm. Try to let your invitation just kind of be like, okay, I'm going to offer this and I'm not going to attach a whole mess of feelings or whatever to the, to the other person's response. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Why why do we get so why is it so easy to get frustrated when when they don't when we don't do that work and when our invitation is rejected or not taken up? Like what what about what what's happening there that makes us frustrated or want to give up? I feel like it goes back to what we talked about last week about intention. When that can be so hurtful or that can be so hard when you make an invitation and you have a good intention but it's not necessarily being received that way or that's how that's what comes to my mind that maybe that's part of it that that can be really hard to swallow Mm -hmm. if you're trying and you have a good intention but you don't feel like it's being received that way yeah i also think for me it's probably because i'm a little bit prideful and i think like oh i've extended this to you Mm. and you should be accepting it and the fact that you're not it really hurts me but also it's just because like well what the heck? Like I just, I totally, you know, reached out here and you're not willing to jump on board. Yeah. For me, I I think that kind of building off of that prideful response, mm-hmm. um, I think if I'm honest with myself, a lot of times it's also that I'm ultimately wanting, wanting something selfishly. And so if, if I'm wanting an apology, then maybe, you know, a good way to get that is to apologize for something first and thinking of it like transactionally, mm-hmm. you know? So, okay, well, maybe I can find something that I can apologize for so that I can have the satisfaction of having an apology, you know, for, for what they did. Right. And recognizing that is basically just saying like, okay, well, so I'm going into this conversation with bad motive. Yeah. You know? And, and if I'm truly offering apology, that should stand alone. That yeah. should be 
that should be completely one-sided with no expectation of, of a reciprocal apology. Mm-hmm. And that's good enough. Yeah. That's hard to do. Super hard. That's not easy. Yeah. Maybe to explain a little bit more of my prideful stance, I don't know if I, but I think it's because I feel righteous that like I am doing the bigger and better thing mm-hmm. in extending the invitation. And therefore, like when I do that, I, I all of a sudden feel deflated because they didn't, they didn't see that I'm doing the maybe better yeah. thing quotations. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, does it, does it kind of get to a little bit of feeling like there's something wrong with me that I wouldn't be able to draw this person out? No. Okay. It's most, <laughs> most, most well, for me it is. <laughs> mostly just me. Mostly just like, uh, I'm doing the righteous thing. So if they don't accept it, well, that's, they're bad. Like, yeah. you know. I think that, you know, kind of zooming out, I, I do think that there is a profound disappointment that we all feel when a relationship is not right. And so, you know, yeah, that sense, like you're saying, Scott, of being like, well, what's wrong with me that I can't fix this or I can't make this right? And I think that it goes back to our longing for something greater, mm-hmm. right? Something more that it is just profoundly disappointing that we have relationships in our life that are broken yeah. and that can feel hard to want to lean into it. Because it just feels like, well, I'm going to get it wrong. What's the point? Yeah, I think that leads to another dynamic that I see, which is it's easy to slip right into despair because it it can take a lot of energy um, and effort mm. to take that step. And so in many, you know, depending on the situation, sometimes not, but in certain situations, it might take a lot for you to put yourself out there yeah. and extend that. And that's really... Um, a draining thing to do and you're hoping that that will be met with in a good way and that that will fill you back up you know it's like i'm like i'm putting it all on the line here and they leave you you know they leave you there you feel like they just left you hanging there and it's like oh, i just like spent all my money and now i'm broke yeah <laughs> totally you know? and like uh i'm like i shouldn't have done that what's the point like you know that didn't get anywhere yeah that's a really good insight because I think that that highlights the 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 fact that you know we're two individuals and and when when you know sometimes in certain relationships building up the courage and the 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 intentionality to go and make that invitation might be a really long process like you just said you know and that that could be hours days weeks or longer and the other person might have no idea that that's coming, right? And they might have no, like the this buildup that is in your mind as you're preparing to, you know, invite that person to, to um, whatever it is, they don't have that necessarily. And so, so they just woke up that morning and might not be thinking that this is coming. And so they haven't prepared in the same way. And that's a big difference in expectation just in terms of how that moment is going to go, you know? So then what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe leads into what are some of the things that we can do to help in those situations or manage our expectations or maybe approach our invitation in a way that's going to mitigate some of those problems. Mm-hmm. I think being honest is, is a very important one. Um, and transparent. So even saying to that person, hey, 
you're basically just kind of signposting, which we've talked about before, but saying to that person, hey, this is, I, I have something that's kind of a big deal that I want to talk about. And I feel really nervous and anxious about talking about it. So just setting that stage so that it's, so that, so that this invitation doesn't come across in the same way of like, hey, do you want to go for a walk? But it's like where that person might might just say, I don't feel like going for a walk right now. No, no thanks. You know, well, maybe they don't know that behind that invitation to go for a walk is I really want to have a really important conversation. So when they say no thanks to the walk, it's easy to, to read that as no thanks. I don't want to talk about this, but they might have no idea that that's what the, the intention of the walk is. Something like that. Yeah. I think something else that's helpful is praying about it. Praying about if you're, if you're stressed about an invitation and you realize, oh, I have these expectations that maybe aren't realistic or I don't know, you know, acknowledging that you have those expectations. I think bringing that to the Lord and saying, God, help me, um, help me to have your eyes for the situation. And also, I think it can be so helpful when we just remember that God sees us and he sees everything that we're experiencing and he sees our hearts and he knows us and he knows how many hairs are on our head. And so he keeps very close uh, and intimate care over us. And so praying about those things for me, I think is a really big piece because it just helps me to have a more balanced and full, like a full cup going into that situation versus like a totally empty relational cup, which I think sometimes is the problem in these situations when you make an invitation and it doesn't go how you want. If my cup is empty, then I'm expecting the other person to fill it maybe. But going into that situation with a full cup, full of who God says I am and of his love for me, then I think I'm much more able to handle that situation with grace and maturity. Mm -hmm. I think that, that speaks to being in a, if you find yourself in a place where, where you would say, I need this to work out. Mm. It's totally understandable, but that's going to put you, that's going to really set you up for being crushed when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This also reminds me of the mentoring episode that we did a few or last month, but where, where kind of, especially if the relationship is really damaged and you're trying to come up with a way to break through an impasse that doing that all in your head and then putting it all on the line in that one moment of making an invitation can, can feel really intimidating. And so having a mentor to say, how, give me, give me an outside perspective. You know, how do you feel like I could handle this situation? And then knowing that regardless of how the interaction goes, if it goes great, you have somebody to celebrate that with in your mentor. If it goes poorly, you have somebody to process that with who's going to, who's going to be there to say, Hey, you did your best and let's figure out an, another opportunity to try to improve that relationship in a different way. But you're not alone. Another thing that comes to mind is um, thinking about thinking through the ways in which your invitation might not be received and why that might be. Um, maybe you've had past run-ins with this person or conflict that has developed in them a picture of who you are or what your motives are. 
Um, and so, you know, maybe, maybe it's not time to go for that conversation. Maybe it's time to just build the relationship um, yeah. and sort of dispel some of those myths that all this person wants to do is just try to change me or like have serious conversations about our problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe an invitation that is like absolutely clear that it's actually not going to lead into something bigger, but that it's just clear. It's just like, Hey, because of our history, you, we have this very adversarial maybe relationship or, or maybe all of our interactions are these kind of problem dealing with like conversations dealing with problems. I'm going to make it abundantly clear that I would like to spend time with you just because I care about you. That's it. You know, that's really good. So you're in that situation managing their expectations, yeah. try, trying to help frame those expectations. Mm-hmm. That's really huge. Yeah. So if there's a re- repeating issue that every interaction that you have or, or the vast majority of interactions that you have with this person, it, it always comes back to this one issue. Well, that's fatiguing. And so that person understandably might say, you know what, I just don't want to interact at all. But if you make that abundantly clear to say, hey, let's go get coffee on Saturday morning. And I don't want to talk about this issue that we we can't seem to resolve. I just want to hear about your week. And I want to, I just want to you know, spend a little bit of time with you because I care about you. That could be really helping to manage their expectations to set them up for, for success in that interaction, you know? So really just acknowledging the, the, the issue or the problem is that there's, there's inherently expectations um, when an invitation is, is presented, right? So there's either an expectation that that person is going to um, reject it. And so you're kind of braced for that. Or there's an expectation on the other person's side of, of, well, I just know why you want to do this. And so I don't want to, I don't want to engage at all. But so, so thinking through those expectations before inviting somebody to have a conversation or to do something is really what we're encouraging. So um, we are going to transition from here to talk about a meme. We're bringing it back. (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> yes. We got feedback. We love feedback. And we got feedback saying, what happened to what do you mean? When when are we going to have a what do you mean? And so today's the day. Really a mob of feedback. It was a mob. Yeah. Yeah. The Rioting. people have spoken. They like the memes. Yes. Um, so we are, we're, we're going to bring it back. What do you mean? And today we are looking at a meme that is uh, about a Pinterest fail. You might have seen these before. And if you haven't, all you have to do is Google Pinterest fail. And there's dozens of them. But um, who would like to to kick this off? Jen, I feel like you could describe this. What do you mean? <laughs> this meme really, uh, really hits home for me personally. So it's a picture. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the first picture is a picture of this perfect Easter lamb cake. Lamb cake. It's a dream. It's the cutest little lamb you've ever seen. It has perfectly frosted tendrils of wool descending. 
I mean, wow. right? Don't you think they're kind of curly? The wool yeah. is just. I think of like an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a tendril, like a little curl around the face. There's little flowers on the bottom. I've seen this meme probably a hundred times, and I've never thought, <laughs> "Look at those tendrils." Cakes really speak to me. I love cakes, so you know this terminology. Yeah, <laughs> this, this little lamb cake is so cute. It's just perfection. So that's the like what you had seen on Pinterest and tried to do. And then on the right, there is a picture of the lamb cake that somebody tried to make as, you know, after looking at this ideal of the perfect lamb cake. And the one on the right is a little droopy. So there's not tendrils. It looks more like uh, fuzzy. Uh, it looks like what happened is that instead of <laughs> carefully piping out tendrils with icing, yes. they just like dumped a bag of... Uh, Coconut. Coconut. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. So it's kind of rough. The other yeah. one is smooth and yeah. just. It kind of looks like this lamb just got out of the bath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and its eyes are not even, and the nose, it doesn't have a mouth. It just has like a little pink nose, and the blue is the wrong color around the eyes. It's like too bright. And no blue, really. On there's, the other one. Yeah, and there's not really flowers on the one. It's just. Some jello. Again, jello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something weird. Is. So, and the. and. Are there words on this or it's just the picture? I think I've seen this one with words and it just says like, you know, Pinterest versus reality. And it, or, or it says, uh, expectation yeah. versus reality or Pinterest. And then it says, nailed it. Yeah. Saw, saw it on Pinterest. <laughs> right? yeah. Nailed it. Yes. So we were looking at this meme and thinking, oh, this can be kind of like us in relationships. Sometimes we, have this ideal of what we how we want something to go and then it goes differently and it's a little disappointing mm -hmm. so it's good to manage our expectations <laughs> about what we're capable of yeah. i don't know where we're at in a relationship yeah um so that because we were also saying that if you just looked at this meme if you didn't see the perfect Pinterest one and just saw the lamb uh, that's the not the, the nailed it one, you wouldn't actually think it was that bad. Yeah. You it's really think? just, it's when presented right next to perfection. Yes. That that one that looks like it just got out of the bath. But you guys wouldn't think it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, no, no, because they, if you tried to make that, you put all that effort into yeah, you it. You make that Nick. <laughs> If I showed up to your house, Nick, on Easter, and you had that lamb cake, I would say, Nick, you did such a good job. Uh, I would say, Jen, <laughs> who are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think one, I of, get it, though. one of the things yeah. that gets said is that to make the lamb on the left, um, which, by the way, we're going to have a link to this picture in the show notes um, if you want to be looking at this. Right, Nick? Right? Yep, right, Nick? Yep. yep. <laughs> link show master. Link. Um, <laughs> But the one on the left is made by a professional baker who spent years honing their baking craft. I mean, the tendrils alone probably <laughs> took three to five years in culinary Just school. Perfect. Never yes. going to live that down. Tendrils. So, so part of, and this is something we say like at the end of every podcast is, is restoration is worth it and it takes time, but keep at it, you know? So when we have our expectation that, you know, I'm ready to start restoring my relationship and I'm going to. I'm going to, all my interactions are going to turn out exactly the way I want them to. And I'm just mm. going to be like Jesus out there, like winning the hearts and minds <laughs> of the people who will follow me. Like, yeah. no, it takes time to develop those skills and to try and, you know, you're going to try and fail and try and do a little bit better. And you can't expect to just 
in anything in life, you can't expect to just decide to do something, go out and do it and do it awesome the first time. Exactly. Well said. I mean, that gets at, you know, if you've listened to our life patterns episodes, if you haven't go back and check them out. Um, (laughs) But our life patterns uh, episodes get at that, which is like developing the skill to, to do these things better and better. It takes time. It takes practice. Um, And uh, your first attempt might not look like the perfection that you think it should be, but most likely it's going to be a lot better than you think. I like that a lot because if, if we were to go in the kitchen and have this, you know, the tendrilled lamb <laughs> um, <laughs> picture up and, and, you know, if we were to go into the kitchen and I was to say, all right, um, so far I've only made a cake out of a box, uh, but today's the day that I'm going to make this lamb cake and it's going to look exactly like this. Um, that would be, that would be kind of naive, you know? Yeah. You'll be, I'd be setting myself up for failure. Pretty disappointed. But instead, if I were to say, okay, there's a beautiful lamb cake. Um, I want to make something and I want to give it my best shot. And my goal is in the future to be able to make cakes like that. But I know this is my first swing at this thing. And so it's probably going to be kind of a letdown. Um, you want to watch, you know, <laughs> it's like, then it's like, yeah, this is, uh, you're setting the, the, a realistic expectation. And I think that that really does map onto the conversation where even going into that, to that relationship and saying, okay, I don't really know how to get out of this rut that we're in, but I want to try. And I know this isn't going to be perfect, but what do you say we go and get frozen yogurt this afternoon? You know, or somehow or another, just identifying like I don't have expectations that this is going to be easy or fast or clean. You know, I just want to, I I want to start somewhere. Do you want to do that? And and that can that can definitely kind of lessen the pressure and hopefully make that interaction a lot more pleasant. Yeah. So yes, Nick, if you made the ugly cake. <laughs> We would cheer you on. We would say good job. Thank you. And hopefully like that, I mean, that's what we're saying, that we can all have that, that we, we, we can work toward having that kind of grace for ourselves in these in these situations and uh, not comparing ourselves to this sort of like Pinterest ideal or saying I have to do this perfectly in order to do it at all, but rather saying, nope, I'm going to do this work even though it's hard. I know it's hard, but it's worth it. And someday I'm going to make a perfect lamb cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and recognizing that we live in a, in a time in history where we can find step-by-step instructions for virtually anything, you know, whether you want to fix your car or whether you want to build something, you know, DIY is like the trendy thing. And so, um, but in almost all of those situations, you're dealing with with something that is is not very dynamic. You know, it's just it's just you follow these steps and you will get this result. And that's not how relationships are. And so, you know, it'd be like trying to bake this lamb cake and all the ingredients have a mind of their own and they're like, No, nah, I don't really feel like going into the bowl right now. What? Come on. Yeah. So so it's it can feel discouraging at times to to be pouring into a relationship and not seeing the result that you want even if you feel like you're trying everything 
and doing it in the right way at the right order and it's not yielding results. And that is why we just, we always say, you know, that it takes time and it's hard and, and it's still worth it. So with that, we're going to wrap up our episode today. And as a reminder, things that we've already said this episode, but just that, that we want to encourage you to, to keep at it and to, to whatever relationship it is in your life um, that you are thinking about when you listen to these episodes. It's just that, that we want to encourage you to keep pursuing restoration and that, that every moment that you invest in that is worth it and, and we believe is, um, is valuable. So um, we hope these episodes are encouraging to you. Thanks for listening. You can always reach us at podcast at rocksideranch.org. If you have any suggestions for memes or topics or anything at all, um, we would love to hear from you. And we haven't given a shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Something lately. They are the, um, they're our friends who do the music for this podcast. So if you are on Spotify or um, Apple Music, you can look up Mr. and Mrs. Something. and They're great. So we hope you enjoy their music. Thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you next time on Restoration Matters.